0: to the Australian Herb to Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. I'm your co-host, Luke. How you going, buddy?
1: Yeah, good, mate. Good. Super busy, hey? Yeah. Big day. Oh, <laughs> for many more reasons than just one as well. But yeah. Big few days, actually, for you. Yeah, it's been massive, dude. I just spent the weekend or my weekend essentially moving my reef tank, which was like a bit of a two-day affair. And then that kind of led into prepping one of the reptile rooms for, for Loki to... Get moved into there, which I'm sure we'll hit on a bit more later on and stuff. But um, yeah, it's been massive. Like, I'm, my body's broken. I got to go see the Cairo tomorrow because I've got like a raging headache at the
0: moment, just from a slipped vertebrae that slips all the time. So, yeah, right. Need to go and get a crack. Yeah, no, you sent me a picture of your tank all set up. That reef tank came out a treat. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty sweet. I've spent so much that would money have been on pain moving.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially in a lowered Commodore as well. Yeah, I had the wheels scrubbing on the way up just from the amount of water weight in the thing. It was not fun. I'm like, I'm going to get done by a cop for sure right now.
0: because no. what you would have had all the ta- you had all the um water in those white um buckets sitting out those handy pails was that in the picture? Yeah, you sent Yeah, me?
1: yeah. So that, those the the handy pails had fish and corals. Um, yeah, and then I had like a couple of those big flexi tubs that were full of corals, and then I had like 20 litre water drums essentially that were just full of water alone but yeah like I still I didn't take everything up in one hit I kind of like did a bit of a pre-setup where I actually had a new tank in place so I didn't have to kind of actually take the old tank out that's still sitting in the bedroom where it was um and I I popped like 140 litres of fresh water into that fresh salt water I should say um And then, yeah, just basically did a bit of a hot swap and transferred all the rock and all the fish and all the corals in in one hit, which was an absolute mission. And I managed to get smashed
0: by a bristle worm.
1: I'm not sure if you know what they are.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my next question. I know what they are. I've heard about them. I've never kept, obviously, aquariums, but I looked into keeping them and I read a lot about bristle worms. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're not
1: usually that bad, but I've just got a bunch of them that were living under a um, mausoleum coral. And uh, yeah, managed to get a mad hit from one of them when I was about halfway putting the reef through. So I actually had to get like a bit of the cyanoacrylate glue and glue over the hundred odd bristles that he put into my finger, and (laughs) wait for that to set to then pull them out.
0: Pull it out, yeah. Yeah,
1: I've heard of all sorts of different techniques of people, you know, putting tape down on on it and stuff to try to wiggle it out, or sitting there with tweezers and that. And I was like, man, I'm in the middle of doing this. I don't have time for this. (laughs) So I had to just glue it up and keep going with the rest of my fingers on that hand. And yeah, oh, after a period like of time and just Yeah. Yeah, look, I got there. I got there. It's done now. I don't want to do it for another at least five years. This this whole move's just been like a oh through a pandemic and lockdown I'm never going to do. It, that's yeah.
0: a hard thing. Like, you know, if, I, if it wasn't, I can't
1: yeah, I can't have anybody come and help me. And you know, nah. you've offered to help me. I've had other friends yeah. offer to help me. You know, even if it's just like a few enclosures here or there, it all helps. Yeah. You know, but
0: that's right. Not single-handedly
1: just, doing this all.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you started moving Loki's enclosure. Oh, you, get, you got a new name now or what? No, no, no. <laughs> no, the name's still Loki. So, yeah, discovered something
1: pretty interesting while I was um, tearing it down today, which I sent through to the chat and, and uh, well, I quickly just popped like a two-minute YouTube video of it up. But yeah, I was digging out the nest box. She, had, <laughs> she <laughs> This is <just> the weirdest <laughs> thing. Well, I thought it was a heat, but anyway, I was digging out the nest box where there's like this heated um, tile underneath like a whole bunch of substrate. And as I was getting all the old substrate out, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to give it all a new fresh substrate, and, you know, just kind of make it nice and new, discovered yep. a clutch of eight eggs, which were uh, look like they've been sitting there for a few weeks at least. But yeah, it turns <laughs> out Loki's a girl.
0: Yeah, there you go. I mean, they are they parthenogenesis as well? They are, aren't they? Some are. Well, some are, reports of it, yeah.
1: Yeah, the the chlorostigma or or you know indicus, whichever way you want to look at it, they're pretty well renowned for for having a bit in the, as well. I think the um one of the guys from the monitor keeping podcast under the NPR banner as well, he's actually got a couple of clutches in the incubator from parthenogenesis. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, 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 pretty crazy to think. So, I think down the line. You know, if she decides that she, she wants to give me another clutch, then I might just incubate it for the fun and Let's see how it goes. See what happens. And I won't mistake her being fat for just an overweight male again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I felt know, so
1: bad cool. too because I'm like now I do. But looking back on it, I was like, oh, man, he's getting so fat. Like I just, I need to back off this food. Did you, just, put,
0: did you put her on a diet? You did, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, I just went, Yeah,
1: bugger this. Like you're going to get obese. You know, this is just ridiculous because yeah. you look like she'd eaten a Coke can. And um, yeah, stopped, and then I'm like, you know, probably didn't pay as much attention to the animal as I needed to during like moving all the other critters and stuff like that. And I was just feeding little bits here and there. But yeah, then all of a sudden she was looking pretty trim. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're looking good again. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> didn't realise you'd laid a clutch. <laughs> oh, I'm
1: such a dickhead! But you know, oh, that's
0: gold. <laughs> what do you do? Oh well, at least you know for the future though. Keep that hide box a bit more moist, and you never know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, that's it, you know. I just need to make it a little bit more accessible too because usually, like, I've got this mad big bit of gum branch that sits on top of it and it kind of just, you know, because I didn't, never really bothered going into the hide box at all. I just kind of yeah. left it as the, her little private retreat, so to speak, you know, as her one safe spot really in the enclosure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'll need to be able to get a bit more access to it now just in case she does all of a sudden look skinny again. I might need to go digging, but... I can't believe that, hey. I really can't. Yeah, like, yeah. when I found him, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. There's all the obvious signs. Well, I thought they were obvious signs of her being a male. Yeah. Like, and now, yeah, I know Scott's going to give me a bit of grief and stuff saying, you know, hemipenal bowl just don't mean shit, basically, which clearly it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, I remember I had Mitch down here. This is going back maybe a year or two ago, and we, like, had her up and we are like looking underneath the tail base and there was honestly like two massive lumps. And I was like, okay, well, that's, you know, if it was a bearded dragon, you'd be like, male, that's it. You know, yeah, you'd, exactly. you'd be guaranteed that. And I was like, well, I've never seen such big hemipenal bulges on any monitor. So I was just like, that's got to be a boy, surely. Yeah. but Turns out it wasn't. <laughs> no. She's actually in a box just behind me at the moment. I don't know if she's, yeah. she's not hissing too bad, but I haven't completed the... The move with her yet? That was quite a bit of work, so
0: yeah, it looked like it was from the picture you sent.
1: Yeah, yeah, like it was. I had to strip down the, the enclosure, like every piece came down. Yeah, you'd have to pull the whole thing apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was honestly like I started at about eight o'clock this morning and I, I probably finished about four o'clock this afternoon to the yep. point where I could. Um, and then I had to come back down because I needed to reload the car so tomorrow i'm going to be taking up the the actual aquarium um the glass doors uh like the tiles and stuff like that um just cuz i had them outside washing them off all, all the old dirt and stuff like that so mm. yeah pretty exciting though it's the, like the the bones are there it should be a pretty quick job tomorrow so hopefully it only takes me a couple of hours to kind of whack it whack it back together and together. get her in there so then she's nice and out of this box cuz i feel pretty Pretty crappy having her in here, but this room's reasonably warm, so
0: yeah,
1: she'll be right overnight. And you've got the week off too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. had to take I had to take another week off. Like I took a week off a few weeks back, but it's just so much stuff. Yeah, especially
0: with all the tanks and everything.
1: Yeah, well, it's you know it's all that you know. There's time building furniture and all the other stuff that That's we've right. got going on. Like it's all the flat packs. <laughs> oh,
0: I've never seen so much cardboard in my life. And you know, yeah, this, they're like, handy, but there's a lot of wastage that comes with those flat packs.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing in that sense, yeah. really, because you're going, well, you know, they're packed well for a reason. Um, you know, obviously to protect the product, but at the same time, you're going, this is all just going back into landfill. But you know, hopefully, at least a lot of that um, paper and stuff or the cardboard will get recycled and turned back yeah. into cardboard or however they do it. Yeah, but you know, it's um, it's exciting. I reckon at the end of this week, like. I'm pretty much in. So, are you going to
0: be in there every night,
1: or? Yeah, I want to be. My, my <laughs> wife hasn't started packing her clothes yet, believe it or not. So, it looks like it might just be you in there, mate. <laughs> that's what I keep telling her. And I'm like, I, I reckon give it a week of me just being up there by myself and she'll come. She'll come up. Yeah. Or she might not. I might just have my own place, you know. So, sort we'll of see how that
0: goes. <laughs> All the reptiles and you, mate. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on there. That's for sure. Yeah, but now it's good no, fun. room came up a treat though. In those, in your video, you got which one? Oh, I've been watching a bunch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you oh, did a oh, the video weird. of um,
0: your uh, mice as well. Oh yeah,
1: the spin effects hopping mice. Yeah, they're so
0: cool. So are they cool. Mitchell's hopping mouse or are they different? The Mitchell's ones. Are they the same? I'm not 100 percent on that. To be quite frank.
1: Um, They they could be the same. I reckon there's a whole bunch of them that are like different though, like in that sort of same small rodent type. So, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few different type of hopping mice or something out there. Mitch will probably give us a message later and correct us on it anyway. But um, as far as I know, they're they're the Spinifex hopping mouse. But yeah, cool little animals, hey. Bloody destructive. They like tore the shit out of that, that thing so quickly. Like all those nice grass tussocks and stuff that were there, Gone. Just on. ate them, destroyed them, turned them into bedding. <laughs> 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 Just ruthless, which is good because it means that it makes me go out back out in the bush and find something else new to put in there for them, and they can destroy it and do whatever yeah. they need to do. But yeah, I managed to see one of them eating a cricket the other day. Yeah, right. So that was pretty cool. But now they're um the cool cooler critters. Critters, Yeah, dig a heap, like. I mean, obviously, they do from the country that they come from, you know. Yeah. Being those arid animals, they need to be able to burrow. But, um, yeah, sand just goes everywhere. Hey, I'm kind of glad that I used that little glass panel in the side where the the mesh would have been. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Does that work to treat? I know they're um, super active too. Like you go in there at nighttime when the lights are off and they're just all over the place. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. I know, I want to I want to be able to spend a bit more time up there. I will be shortly, but you know, yeah. actually just enjoying the animals because I feel like I'm just going up there, throwing food around and water and stuff, and then leaving again, or building something or taking something in. Like it's it's
0: getting close. Yeah, you'll be able to just sit back, have a beer, and you know, if you're just watching TV, you can just go do some things in the room and yeah, do your thing. It's kind of what I do now, but I've got the kids come down every time I come down now, so it's pretty fun. Tong feeding the forest dragons, and basically he just steals the container and the tongs off me and tries to do it himself and just spills crickets everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good thing you've got the glass doors in your cabinet then.
0: Yeah, but it's, he's good though because he'll go and he'll be, he'll just pick them up and throw them back in. If, if he can catch them, he'll pick them up and chuck them back in. But, um, yeah, it's pretty funny.
1: It's good, good to watch. <laughs> That's awesome, though, because at least he's getting involved and has an interest with it, you know, and it's, yeah, that's really it. cool. You you know, you'll be able
0: to obviously get away with probably a little bit more if your son's got an interest in it as well. Yeah, definitely. He said the other day, he said, Mummy, um, we get snakes. I was like, yeah, that's it. Get going, mate. <laughs> get going. <laughs> You're
1: training him well.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't even tell him to say it, so it was good. It was like perfectly timed. I was like, oh, yeah, excellent. We're locked in here. Here we go. So... Yeah, pretty green ones. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, oh, I'll get some green tree buttons for sure. But i just got to try and track some down. It's a hard bit. So they're one of those things that when they come up, they just go so quickly as well. Oh, the roughies have been doing the same, I noticed. Mm. Yeah. It's been a few ad- ads pop up and they seem to go pretty quick as well. Yeah.
1: So. It's funny how things do that, you know. And I think they're always going to be those kind of species as well that are probably just a little bit less common, yeah. a little bit more sought after. And you know, they stay small, so it's not like yeah. it's a big snake, so that
0: always kind of makes things a bit more attractive and people still struggle to get clutches out pretty regularly hmm. I've noticed too so yeah
1: anything happened with yours or the female nah, just nothing. shed within the last couple of days actually again so I'm not holding high hopes you know if it happens yeah. it happens yeah
0: if it doesn't it doesn't.
1: Exactly. Like, I just moved house with them too. So, it may have just thrown her for a six and, you know, who knows what's actually going to happen. It's always next year. That's right. And if not next year, the year after. Yeah. Like, uh, look, I I take it as a a stepping stone. I got to see a whole bunch of mating this year. So, that's always a win. So, you know, if they settle down over summer in there and kind of relax and and get, you know, into a new environment and, you know, I need to spruce up their cage though. If they're not going to give me eggs, I want to... Want to give it a bit of an overhaul, which um, which will be nice. I want to go get a whole bunch of new branches and and plants and stuff like that for it, which will be good. But um, no, look, uh, the only action that I've seen recently is I have seen, I have seen some Gil and I mating, yeah, um, two different pairs doing that actually as well, and. I like did boyds, catch the boys, yeah, and that female, actually, I saw her today and she was like spread-legged across a branch and it looked like there was just like egg bulges either side of her guts on the branch that she was <laughs> lying on. I was like, okay, yeah. might get lucky and get a couple of baby boys out this year as well, which would be pretty neat. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be complaining, that's for sure. Like it's, I don't think I've bred a dragon at home. I don't think I've bred yeah, a right. dragon at home. I've bred them at work. I mean, but yep. that's like, you know, you just- Put them in the same box and they do what they need to do. But you yeah. Yeah. Oh, know, I lie. I did breed frill neck dragons, but the closest I actually got to hatching one out is I had one pip and then die. Oh, so I okay. didn't, didn't actually. And I only had a few eggs in that. So yep. and the rest didn't go.
0: or they didn't pip. So yeah, my son's obsessed with frill neck frill necklaces. Hey? He's obsessed with them because he thinks because in Jurassic Park they got the Dilophosaurus. Yep. Which has the frill neck? I don't actually know if it actually had a frill neck, but it has one. So every time he sees that, like I've got a couple of the books on there on the binders down the bottom, have them on the side. He goes, "Oh, oh the thesaurus lizard!" So he's obsessed with them. So he makes me pull up videos on YouTube of them frilling out and stuff like that. Oh, that'll be wicked when you guys can
1: finally come around and you know we get a barbecue or something going. Once yeah. all this lockdown garbage is going, we can show him all the lizards and stuff like you that. Love it. Yeah, show him Billy, the yeah. most unenergetic frill neck that's ever out there. But <laughs> all he does is sit in a log all day.
0: Yeah, they're pretty good at that. They look yeah. good, but the captain's f- tend not to frill much.
1: He only does it if I tick you. him
0: off. Yeah. Yeah, right.
1: If somebody's news is in the room and I touch him, he'll frill for sure. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, sometimes he'll he does it with that. a temp gun as well. But not. Oh, actually. The dot?
0: <laughs>
1: On the yellow, I think it's just like the actual yellow thing itself. Yep. Um actually speaking of frill necks,
0: I got a package today. I just saw that. You're nice. You got your books from Gunter Smita. I did. That's eight minutes in them, I think, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. Well, so you got you got all three, right? didn't you?
1: Yeah, I got got the The new monitor one, the snake one, and the the Australian dragons one as well. Yeah. So I thought while I was going to do it, then I may as well do it. And I mean, they took a while. Yeah, I think they come from America.
0: Okay, that'll explain that then. Yeah, because I think they're print to buy. Like when you buy it, they are print. So. Yeah, they just smell like fresh ink. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It does smell kind of good. But But you see on the back, it's got all the other all these other books on the back. Oh, he's got a turtle one. Now you've got a shopping list.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, and he's got, know, he's, got of, one. he's got heaps fish of fish ones. books too. Yeah. I
1: am a bit of a fish nerd as well. I'm actually starting to get back into fish a fair bit. It's a bit dangerous. It's yeah. A bit dangerous.
0: Yeah, I never really got into fish. I never really had the space for fish tanks. So obviously, I don't have the hard. space for fish tanks either, but somehow they just creep in. It doesn't help
1: working in a fish shop. Yeah. If I wasn't looking at fish all day, then I'd be fine,
0: I reckon. But anyway. sure one want them get a little bit more every time you say them. Are you into fresh water? Are oh, you into both, aren't you, fresh and salt I'm into water. both, yeah. I've yeah. just set up
1: uh, <laughs> six fish tanks in one of the herb rooms.
0: <laughs> What'd you do with the tanks? Just little ones. Uh, yeah. what, what tanks?
1: <clears throat> Pardon me.
0: Did you have tanks on the racks? Well, you would have just put them higher up, wouldn't
1: you? Yeah, I just put them higher up. Most of them were empty anyway. I just had a couple that had um, some leaf tails in it, so I've just chucked them up higher. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're only like little nano freshwater tanks. I think I think yeah. it's like a guilty pleasure for me because we can't have, you know, like exotic reptiles. Not that I really want them, but, you know, because we can't kind of branch out into yeah different things, being able to go, oh, I can have this fish from the Amazon that's really cool. You know, like that's... That's my like, little guilty pleasure apart from reptiles, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, still love the Aussie native fish, but I think it's just one of those things when, you, when
0: you're when you able to kind of get something a bit different, it's a bit exciting. Are the Aussie native fish hard to find or are they pretty easy to get in the hobby? Um, they're not too bad. Um, I mean, we get a pretty good supply through yeah. work.
1: Um, we've got like a whole wall just dedicated to Australian native fish, and we can get like a whole bunch of grunters and we get barras in quite often. Yeah. Um, we got a couple of big Saratogas in at the moment. Um like I, I grew up a Tandan cat uh tandanus catfish in Loki's enclosure, uh till it's probably about twenty centimeters, and then I took it into the work and put into work and put it in the turtle tank that we've got upstairs and it's now probably about forty five centimeters or so, like it's a pretty big yeah, catfish. Right. Um, but no we get like heaps of stuff even the small stuff like we get all like little empire gudgeons and galaxia and oh, spotted blue eyes pacific blue eyes all different types of rainbow fish
0: yeah
1: i like rainbows i do i do have a bit of a guilty pleasure for rainbows so that's why i've always got rainbows in with loki because they're such an yeah. awesome fish and they're so quick and like they're just
0: smash food so quick that's it's awesome to watch but um yeah that's um that's one of the the good things about having those like the water monitors and stuff like that is you can kind of have the fish in there as well. So it's kind of like two separate setups in one. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty
1: cool, but it also makes it a little bit nerve wracking at times because I've like Loki's eaten some good fish. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. The little she devil. I have to get used to that. That still weirds me out. It's going to take a while to sink in, but no, she, um, I caught her when she was younger. I had this bass that I bought from work and it, I was growing it up for ages and it was such a beautiful little little fish. And uh, yeah, she must have caught it and she chucked it under the mercury vapor globe and was like <laughs>
0: cooked,
1: cooked, <it. laughs> cooked there alive sort of thing and I just watched her eat it and I was like, oh, like it didn't cost me much because it was only like a little fingling. but I just loved the fish. Yeah. And recently she actually, I managed to get four archer fish for free. And like yeah. they're usually pretty expensive, like, Depending on the size, you're looking at between forty-five to one hundred and twenty bucks a fish. Yeah, and yeah, like they were going well for a while, and then she must have laid that clutch of eggs and gotten hungry. And I'm thinking, I'm not feeding <laughs> that thing because she's <laughs> he's he needs to go on a diet. So uh, yeah. Anyway, I lost, my, lost my lost my arches, which was pretty disappointing. I wish I actually kept them in a different tank because they were they were some nice fish.
0: Yep. Uh, I will. I will. What do you do?
1: I. Eh? Oh, you live she in to put the
0: weight back on. <laughs> yeah, well it's
1: about as natural as it gets for her too, you know. Exactly. Yeah. She'd chasing be up there fish. chasing arches and stuff like that in those yeah. sorts of areas. So um you know, it is what it is. But you yeah, know I'm gonna gonna try to pack a bit more food back into her now that I know she's a bit depleted after all of
0: that. Oh. Egg laying and whatnot, and that's hilarious. Eight eggs too. Yeah, that's a that's a fair. No, Do like... they oh you get multiple clutches out of them though, you don't you? I'm going and to assume monitors. so. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to. I'm. I'm
1: going. I'm just going to feed her, and then see what yeah. happens. If she decides to cycle again, then I'll keep going. If if she doesn't, so be it. You know. Yeah. She can always trim down later. So. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. I'll just know if she trims down within a week that <laughs> there might you know be some happened. eggs somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What do you do? Anyway, always what's new with down. you, mate? What What else is going on?
0: Not too much, eh? Same old, same old, mate. Just work, work. And I've got some new books the other day, though. New oh, old yeah. books. So. Oh, you sent me a photo, didn't you? That was yeah. the, was that the haul you got? Yeah. So I got, um, what did I get? I got uh, uh, 88 Cogger, I think it was. Nice. Um, I found, I got the second edition of the Swanson book with the green tree pythons on the cover. Oh, yeah. And I picked up another there was a, another cogger as well. So I've got two coggers. And I also got uh, Snakes of Australia from the Danny Brown series.
1: Yeah, the Alapids and Colubrids The Olapids,
0: one. yeah. That's cool. I want that book so bad. I haven't got that one. And,
1: well, although I'm not really into Elapids so much, I just like looking at the pictures of them because
0: I do find them very pretty to look at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've got a few more coggers to get. So I've got a few, but I need a few more just to finish the um series, so to speak. Was that one with the thick tail on the front? Is that one of his earlier ones? That's the first edition. That's, first. that's the very first one, yep. Yeah. So I've got yep. all of the first ones now. I think there's three, three of them from memory. Yep. Um I don't have any of the ones with the green tree python on the cover. I think that's the f- f- sixth edition, maybe? okay don't have any of those ones I've got to track a few of them down and I'm missing a few of the other ones as well it's quite a few I'm missing actually but when's the second bookshelf coming it's, it has to come soon I think that one's full <laughs> <laughs> I need to put some um because they're the long shelf I need to put some supports in the middle of the shelves because obviously they're on the um they're starting to bow oh really? <laughs> just because there's so much weight on them. but they're on the um like they're on the particle board anyway. So they're not yeah. like solid pine or anything like that. Like every bookshelf will do it, unless I buy the just like the forty um, forty centimeter ones from IKEA, I think. So that'll be a little bit stronger because it's obviously it's half the half the width of that. Yeah. So just tack one of them onto the side and just keep going every so often. Just buy one of the wider ones, keep going, keep going, keep going. So you end up with start. a with a library like Scott. Yeah, no, he was. I sent it because he sent me pictures of his haul that he got from Andrew Wiles, and I, I sent him my measly haul compared to his. And he just showed me pictures of his bookcase, and I was just like, oh, "That's crazy." Yeah, it's just good to have, like, you know, like books—just old books—to reference and read through and see the history and what's changed. And that's what's good about the Coggers. Yeah. like you flick through them, and you can just see them; like they just get thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker. Like, because the, there's more species and species get divided and, like, all this and that. Like, you, the first one's only, like, like it's probably well, not half the width of the 7th edition, but, you know, it's probably three-quarters of the 7th edition then you've got, like, the width on it again. So, but, yeah, it's just good to flick through some of the old books, see some of the old pictures and, and this and that, what stuff was called and everything else, like... I'm definitely
1: finding myself as we get deeper and deeper into this podcast, like actually spending more time with my books now as well. Yeah. You know, like I took a few more books up there the other day, just ones that I had kind of kicking around here, you know, left down here until I moved properly into the new place. And yeah, that that first edition of uh, Steve Wilson's Guide to Reptiles of Australia or whatever it is, yep. you know that that kind of series. It's so thin compared to the other ones. So when I actually yeah. took it up, at the other ones. The other ones like double the thickness. I'm like, oh man, yeah. like this is it's a lot more in here now. You know, a lot more described species and split species, and yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to just sit down and yeah, as you say, see the differences.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 good. That's and like obviously I like reading through the books as well, but um, you know, but yeah, there's nothing better than a good book, I reckon. Yeah. That's exciting. um, The the seventh edition Cogger is 1,033 pages, and the first edition is 660. (laughs) It's a hell of a difference. Yeah. Sorry, the first one, that was 584. Is that the very first one? Yeah, 584. And then the second edition, the reprint in 1979 was 660. So they added all those pages in then, but then it just gradually gets bigger and bigger. So, yeah, like, 400 pages, too. Yeah. So, but yeah. so, there was like another 60 pages, uh, 30 pages added in from 2014 mm. to now to 2018. So, that's the other handy thing about that book, that app. It's just got like how many pages, like, obviously, whoever's originally logged it in actually it's probably logged in off the number. It tells you how many pages that are in the book as well. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. But no, they're, um, they're cool, those those old books. What was the name of that app again? I know that I know
1: it, but I'm just going to get the out. books.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I heard, I I heard the- Eric talking about it. Yeah, because I sent <laughs> him a message telling him what it was. Because he's using a different one, I think. Pretty much sounds the exact same. Yeah, as the one I use. It might even be better. Who knows? I just I heard Scott told me about this one, so I jumped on this one. Yeah, but um, yeah, it'd probably be a pain to. Switch everything over now to another one because I've got all the ones added in there and little notes added in on certain books and stuff like that. But, no point um, changing if you've already got it no, and you're already paying the wrong.
1: subscription or whatever for it. So
0: yeah, that's just handy. It's so handy. Yeah, but um, there's a few annoying things about it. Like I wish you could like in the in the personal section, like a personal note section. I wish you could just add a picture in there, like of you know whatever you wanted, like to add another picture in there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Like, Especially yeah. if it was your own own section, you know, it's not going to affect the yeah. listing for
0: anybody else or something like that. Yeah, exactly right. I don't know if you do change that stuff, if it actually does affect that. I'm not too sure because I know I've changed the covers of some of the books, but I've selected custom image. But, um, but yeah, I don't know if it changes that because, obviously, everyone could change the book, essentially. Yeah. So, I'm not too sure. But, like, if you, if you start loading some of the coggers, they'll have – the same publication date so like if you load in a bunch of the first editions from the 70s they'll all have the same publication date which was like the first one so right actually go in in order and then some of the other ones had different pictures because the actual date on the publication was you know an older date but it's got the the picture of the other book because it's just the way it's it's just referenced because it's got, it''s got the same number. But, um, yeah, so I've changed a few of the pictures so I can see what's what. But it'd just be handy if you get out in your own little pictures. That's just me being me, though. <laughs> oh, you never know. could be a suggestion to the app
1: maker or something like that. They've, they may have already had that kind of suggestion to them as well. Yeah. I mean,
0: I'm sure, you know, people collect other types of books out there as well. It's not just us reptile nerds that collect books. Yeah. It's <laughs> people that collect all all different types of books. So. hmm <coughs> but um that's no, good. I've got a few more coming as well in the mail soon. So I've <laughs> got a couple off Scott. Some of his books or are you you buying some off him that are other people's. I got some of his already his dangerous creatures one mm-hmm. that he did and I got same so from the same series. I got a couple of the other ones like reptiles of Bali and different stuff like that. Um just all reptile related still but um but one thing I did get today that I haven't flicked through yet is the um, red-bellied courier from the Australian Herpetological Society. Oh, yeah. That yep. came in the mail today. A bit annoyed, though. The postie just shoved it in the mailbox. Oh, so. uh, it's a bit jacked up. I was like, oh, you bugger. Not as, to be honest, not as bad as I thought it was. Like, the bottom's a little bit scuffed, but that's about it. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of, like, expecting it to be creased or something, but there's no creases on it. But, no, nah, <laughs> so I'm yet to flick through that one and have a read. But um, I was pretty keen for that one. Some awesome images in it. Had a quick flick through before dinner and probably yeah. give it a start, giving a read tomorrow.
1: So that's one thing I did notice about Gunther's books or Gunther's books. Like, obviously, he's a really good
0: photographer. So, yeah,
1: most of the images through there are just like mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he
0: includes a lot of habitat images as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which is good. Well, especially for, for guys like us that really want to do natural style enclosures and stuff like that. It just kind of helps us that little bit further to replicate it, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. And like if you're looking for a certain, you know, species of monitor or whatever, you can actually see the habitat that it's from. So you can kind of base, you know, if you're building a background around that. So yeah. I've decided I'm pretty hopeless at building backgrounds. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you've only made one. So, you yeah. uh, know, you've got to give it another red hot shot, I reckon. But, um, I'm- Given the tile pointing a crack over one of the exoterra backgrounds and see how that turns out for some frog tanks. Uh,
1: why not? I mean, yeah, it's, it's the shape's
0: easy. nice. I like the shape. Yeah, but I just don't like the finish on it. That's a really shit house finish. Yeah, I mean, I get why it's a mass produced piece of foam, but um, but yeah, so I'm yeah, a custom paint and a bit of tile pointing. It's covered. i only done two coats. So I've got a few more coats to go, but it's actually just it's looking pretty good. So it's yeah, got from, a nice shape to them.
1: Yeah, I oh, like everything in it. So 100%. It's just that foam texture as well like you can see all the foam balls through it. Yeah. Yeah, so I think like you know doing that tile pointing over the top of it at least it will make it a little bit more durable long term and it'll also just give it that bit more of a
0: natural texture as well. Yeah. Like I've done two coats but you can still like because obviously it's a softer foam so it's still a little bit like spongy compared to the the green foam like the north yeah. ones and stuff like that but um that no, should turn out pretty good, so I've got to yeah, yeah. do a couple of um, exoterras with those, just so they will look the same. Because I've got a bought a secondhand piece of universal rock, like it's it's like six foot long. I was yep. just going to cut that up and basically have all the frog enclosures looking the same, like with one piece. that it looked like it continued through, yep. but it's um, it's it's. It'd be too thick in some areas like the top. Like the top won't actually seal to the back. So, yeah, you'll actually okay. have a gap at the top. I'd have to fill it with expander foam and it's, you know, like for the for the red eyes it'd be all right because they're a little bit of a smaller frog. So, you'd, like you're losing surface area but mm. um, like, yeah. But I just thought I'd rather use that in maybe a bigger enclosure somewhere that's a little bit bigger for something else. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you, you still want to
1: build a few more enclosures and get a few more critters in there. So, you know, yeah, exactly. having something bigger like that, you know, it might end up suiting something, you know, like if you end up doing roughies or something like that, like that'd be a pretty yeah. cool background or something from them. And realistically, I think even that universal rock, you could probably paint over, you know, if you wanted yeah, to just change yeah. colour or something like that, you know. So Yeah, for sure. You know, probably get away with doing something like that.
0: Yeah, no, definitely you could. But um, I do like the universal rocks. It's just that they're so hard to find and they're so expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was putting uh Loki's eventually I want to get around to getting all of Loki's enclosure covered in universal rock, but as you say it is super expensive and I mean I can order it into work, but even even for the discount that I get it still costs me a pretty good arm and a leg. Yeah. Um but the one thing I do like about it is, you know, I just took it out cuz I I screwed it into place. I didn't even bother yeah. silicing it or anything. I just used button screws and just screwed it straight to the back wall. Yeah. And like Taking it out today was a breeze, and put it straight back in, and it was a breeze. You know, there's no sort of problem with it whatsoever. No. Realistically, if it was got if it got real filthy, you could take a piece out, just unscrew it, and go and hose it or whatever, go gurney it.
0: Yeah. Is that the um, latex one that you've got in? piece? Yeah. 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 No, that's that's what this one is as well.
1: Yeah, For it can make them a
0: bit more painful to work with, especially if you are trying
1: to cut it up and put it into smaller yeah. enclosures or something like that. But if you're using it as a full piece, it's pretty
0: good stuff. Yeah. But even those the foam ones that are pre made for the Exoterras are pretty handy too. So Well, they fit better than the Exoterra backgrounds do in the Exoterras. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they kind of sit nicer. And Mama had one years ago when they first come out. But um actually I don't know what happened to that. I don't know what happened to that. But um yeah, they fit nice, like they're a real snug fit. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause I thought about just getting a couple of them for the frog enclosures as well. But like I said, they're like 150 bucks or something yeah
1: yeah they're 60, not cheap and the, the <clears throat> i think the foam's actually been phased out of australia oh really yeah so you can get the latex ones still but the supplier that brings them in i don't think they're actually bringing in the foam ones anymore just because the amount of work that goes into bringing them in and the amount of dollars that they lose on them it's just not vi- viable for them essentially so yeah so probably get a bunch of broken ones and stuff yeah, I'm not sure how they come packed. I mean, well I mean I know how they come packed to us at our end, but I'm not sure how they get packed to them.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. And they don't get packed that well. So Do they do the latex ones for the Exo-Terra size? I
1: don't think so. I could be wrong, but I think they only make those like foam ones that are tight. Because with yeah. the the foam version is like when we say foam, like it is super tough foam. Like it's yeah. not it's not easily broken not, it's not um, like the
0: exoterra foam
1: background no nothing like that you, you, like if you ever use that kind of like yeah that bastion board or the knalf board or, or knalf or however you say it um it's almost like that that toughness probably even a little bit tougher to be honest once it's got that coating on the top yeah. of it um but no it's it's super good stuff like i love those ones that went into the exoterras because i bought three or four of them when i was yeah. kind of just buying backgrounds for them and I, I would have thought that I had to them into place and stuff, but I ended up just putting them straight in there. And I was like, "Oh, these things are so tight; I don't need to actually do anything to them." I could... Yeah, yeah, they were perfect. I've still got one in that frog tank that I've got at home, but uh, yeah, that might be getting a bit redone in the future. I've, I've had uh, Biota Studios reach out and want to build me an enclosure, so hopefully, once lockdown's over, that'll that'll happen. Nice. Okay, good. Which is pretty exciting, and then I think yeah. you you were reasonably keen on that that tank anyway as it was, so we might end up yeah. being able to do a trade if you don't want to, or if you want to, it's up to you. Yeah, I'll be down. Doesn't bother me. I mean, it's already planted and everything. All you need to do is add your own frogs. So I'll probably just have so to okay. give it a bit of a clean out first, but yeah, I'll leave the plants in there for you.
0: No, I might even try and source some of those exoterra backgrounds. I think I'll see how this one's not exoterra. The um universal rock ones, I think yeah. I still like them. It's a good shape, you know. Yeah. They're, they're a little bit more natural than those um
1: those exoterra ones. I think of those exoterra ones, especially if you do the pointing on them, that'll turn out pretty good, because um, yeah. you'll be able to color it how you want to and stuff as yeah, well, exactly. which would be good. Um, but in saying that, at least those those ones, the the universal rock ones, are kind of like a nice sandstone color, and you know, got those proper ledges and stuff on them as well, which the
0: animals can actually use. Yeah, so I will probably still try and source a few. I think. I'll see how this one turns out. No, my luck, I'll probably want to change it. (laughs) Are you painting the sides of it as well with the tile pointing? No, I was going to, but I won't because I don't want to scratch the crap out of the glass when I put it in. Yeah, I know there's a little bit of a gap on the foam, but I don't want it to be too tight, so I thought i will just leave it. The sides aren't too bad. The fit's more the top and the bottom that don't fit that great on those foam pieces. Yeah, yeah. I just did the top and the bottom with tile pointing, but not the side. I just left that bare foam.
1: Yeah. No, good call. I mean, worst case, you could always just run a thin silicon bead down it or something like
0: that just to kind of yeah, exactly. hold it into place. Yeah. Wouldn't really yeah, need wouldn't much. I wouldn't go overkill with the silicon because, yeah, you know, you just try, try to pull those out and you just snap them into pieces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. after you've already done the work with the tile pointing as well, you probably yeah, want it exactly. to be removable. Yeah, so I might, yeah, I'll probably go down that track and source some of those um universal rock background ones before they're all gone. I think. So it's a shame you can't buy the rolls of it anymore. You know the big rolls you should be able to buy. You still can, but they're probably they're hard to find. I remember years ago you used to be able to just buy the big basalt roll and yeah, all the other rolls and stuff like that. Yeah, you can still get them. Should,
1: yeah. They're on the website of the supplier, but yeah, it's um, expensive stuff. So, I was only looking at that with my boss the other day because we were just, what were we doing? We were ordering a new range of LED lights um, for aquariums and it was from that same supplier that brings in universal rock. And then we were looking at the universal rock there too because I was thinking about doing a bit of universal rock for the, the hopping mice. Yeah. Just to kind of fill that in. I was just like, oh, I just can't can't warrant the money (laughs) right now just to even order it you know for my discount as well which is pretty solid um yeah but yeah no you can still get the rolls i really want to get one of those rolls as well just to finish loki's enclosure right off yeah because
0: you could choose the whole roll across the whole thing
1: yeah well i mean i need to do the sides of the enclosure i need to do like the top of the hide box the top of the ledge and stuff like that so i just wrap it around everything and just tack it with button screws yeah you know and paint the screws so then they don't don't really seem too obvious but that's the plan. One day, one day. Yeah, one day, one day. When I win the lotto. Plans.
0: lots of plans. That's a problem.
1: That's a, that. That is the problem. I've got more plans than sense. So yeah, you know, same here. I get distracted. I'm like off on this tangent, and then all of a sudden, I'm off on the next tangent, and before you know it,
0: yeah, it's one of those things. But I had um, I actually got my uh, flash diffuser the other day too. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm. You uh, ready? Do a bit of herfing now. So I got that all, all sent in the mail. I, I can't. I don't know how to pronounce the 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 brand that makes them. Well, the I, I know the, the guy's name that makes them, but I'll just um, bring up his Instagram. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, it's like Singus Tech. So C Y N U S T E C H. So, he makes like diffusers for um like macro lenses and stuff like that. So, a lot of guys have been using them and raving over them. So um, Did it have like a red back or something as a label on it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a sticker. Yeah, that's his label. Yeah, so, yeah. maybe it's – I know he's a bit of a oh, – he does – I'm pretty sure he does some hurt photography as well, but he's more of an insect guy like spiders and jumping spiders. He's got a few frog pictures and stuff like that. So, maybe that names some type of – insect related thing, I think maybe. But um no. Go go give him a follow. He's got some awesome, awesome macro pictures of jumping spiders and stuff like that. So
1: um just a shame that we won't be
0: allowed to cross that Queensland border this time, you know, this know. century probably at this rate. No. <laughs> it's pretty firm. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty um pretty locked in at the moment. We'll see what happens over the next I mean the cases have stayed the same every day. It's still over a thousand, so yeah, yeah. Well, the vaccinations going up, so yeah. I, most, I know the coast is up to eighty percent of first doses, so I get my second one on Saturday. So yeah, we'll I think I, I get my goes. second
1: one in a couple of weeks myself. Yeah, yeah. Just I had a pretty shocking reaction off the first one there. Oh, did you? Yeah, I had a killer headache, dude. Like I was just like I was down and out for the rest of the day. Like, was it the like, Pfizer one or the AstraZeneca? Yeah, Pfizer. Yeah, so I heard, heard
0: feel, the yeah. second one's going to be worse. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking so I'm, forward to that. I've heard people say the first one was worse. I've heard people say the second one was worse. I've heard people say they didn't get anything from it either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. heard, I've heard a few
1: people say they got nothing at all. And most people, in fact, I know, got nothing at all. But my parents got whacked by it yeah. um, on on the second one. But yeah, but no, it's um sad times. So I don't know if we're going to be able to go on that Cape York trip. <laughs> with the way that Premier is
0: yeah. locking everything down, so I know, but well, we'll be able to do a bit of regional stuff. I'd love. I was thinking, I
1: was, I'd, I'd be so stinging to go and try to find some sand and levis or something like that out Western New South Wales. Yeah, you know, just go on a
0: drive out to like Broken Hill or something. Just go on a mad mission. It'd just be stinging to find anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be walking around my backyard this weekend with a flash, just like the <laughs> neighbor's going, what is this idiot doing? It should be flash, flash things of thunderstorm or something. So be taking photos of snails in your backyard during the yeah. rainstorms. Yeah. That's probably exactly what I'll be doing. There's nothing in <laughs> my yeah, except I found an Asian house gecko the other day on the wall. But
1: yeah.
0: um coming up your uh, way? No, it's the first one I've seen, to be honest. We had a fair whack of them down here, hey. Yeah. No, that's the first one I've I've ever seen. Like I knew I've heard of people just like finding them around here, but that's the first one I've seen. But yeah. um I got a heap of broad tails. I got a couple living under the house. So right in the wall cavity where the um front deck meets the wall. So I see him every time I'm under the house running cable or whatever. So um, yeah. but I'm hoping those frogs start up down the road pretty soon. I thought they might have on the weekend with that bit of warmer weather and the rain we had last night, but I didn't hear them last night. So, dude, my uh, my little filler crower at home,
1: he's going bonkers <laughs> at the moment, my wife's like, Are you serious? This thing just keeps going. I'm like, I've never heard him croak so much in my life. Like, he's just, I don't know if he's having a good year or what, but yeah, he's um, yeah, right. How old going, are they? Oh, maybe three, something like yep. that. I'd take a guess what what he is, but it's hard to say, really. Yeah, I I didn't raise him from tadpoles myself, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're right. Like that that weekend, that was a cracker of a weekend. Oh, hey, it was like got to like
0: twenty nine up here.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. I was I was moving the reef tank, going. I could be doing something right better right now. I could be having a couple of beers, relaxing, and then go out for a night walk. Go out to the local. Actually, I saw a few guys went out to the local not too, uh, too long ago, and they're like all the waratahs and stuff were in bloom. Like, yeah, it's the biggest bloom they've had in a while. So that's that's pretty cool to see that. Yeah. I saw one fella. He got a he got a stack of good photos of some um, uh, black cockatoos. So that was that was really cool seeing them eating all those the Casuarina nuts or whatever they are. Yep, smashing. I love nose. those
0: black cockatoos. They're they they're probably my favourite cockatoo.
1: Yeah, that's on the one-day list when I've got, like, a big yeah. backyard that I can do an aviary or something like that in. I'd love to get a pair of them.
0: Yeah, they're big buggers. You don't realise how big they are until they're you massive. actually see one. Because like, like yeah. we've, we've had a few other birds on that, but, yeah, cockatoos are huge. Yeah. But, um, no, I was, just, I was hoping that those frogs would start croaking down the road and I was going to wander down and see what I could find in the little bush down the road, but nothing happened. Get the kids to bed and wander down, but nothing, so... I wonder actually how far I am from your place. We'll have to um
1: actually have to do like like with the new place. Obviously, we'll have to do some sort of like calculation because I'd love to come up that way and do a bit of a wander around as well. Just because it's just it's it's Something nice going different.
0: somewhere new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the Wadigans are only like half an hour from me as well. Like, do you do mm. you in the Wadigan? So that's not too far. Yeah, I'd um, be keen for that. But yeah, I'm just keen to get out.
1: I am like that legitimately keen to go on a bit of a trip though. Like it doesn't even have to be anything too extravagant, but just to be able to like throw a swag in the back, just pack up a bit of food and a bit of bit of whatever, and just yeah. go and rough it for a few nights or something. Like it doesn't even have to be hella long, but
0: yeah, even like two nights, one or two nights, like just go Friday Saturday. Yeah, so you'd cover a lot of ground on on a Friday. Yeah cover a lot of ground on the sunday yeah (laughs) yeah especially if there's two people driving too
1: we can go pretty far exactly one of my mates he him and his mate he doesn't even drive but one of his mates just decided that they were going to drive to burke from here well this is before lockdown and everything but it's just like no he just pegged it pretty much the whole way and got out there and they went to go and try to find uh, there's a sighting of a rare bird or something like that and they just yeah, legged it straight out there to see if they could find it. and Didn't find that, but they found a whole bunch of cool herps and stuff while they're out there. But, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to do Western New South Wales. I was going to before we went to the NT last time, but just couldn't afford to drive the whole way essentially. It was yep. just um, going to be probably a bit too taxing going straight to the NT and then hanging there for a week and driving back.
0: Yeah, that's um, yeah, a lot of fuel, a lot of money on fuel for sure. Yeah. So... Oh, I've got a fuel card anyway, so I don't have to pay for fuel. <laughs> NT, if I drove to the NT in a day, that might be a bit of a... Um, <laughs> I was going to say, they might a, notice of, that. Might get a phone call <laughs> when they pay the, the the fuel bill. What's going on here? But, no, they're pretty good with that, so. Well, you've got a big car anyway, don't you? you got a 4B. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I only I just 4B. made it into, into my car park, so.
0: Yeah. So, I have that issue in the city, like, because obviously I do a lot of work in the city. I can't get into anything under 2.1 and 90% of the car parks in the city are like 1.9, 1.8. Mm-hmm. So I've always got to park in loading zones and stuff. Yeah. But even if you have a high ace van like with ladders on, you can't get into those car parks. Like yeah, well, you're, two, you're two instantly two too tall. 2.1, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of limited with what car parks I can park into, but I'm lucky if I pay for parking, the boss pays for it anyway. So, Oh,
1: well, that's good. Yeah, it's like
0: 90 bucks a day or something for a parking spot. There was one parking spot in the city for the parking station for the job. It was cheaper to get a parking fine and pay the parking fine than it was to pay for parking for the day. Really? Yeah. And That's then I think ridiculous. they changed it so they can find you more than once. So what you do is you get the parking ticket and just leave it on your windscreen, and they mm. come around and they wouldn't find you again. But I think they've changed it now that if you're there, you know, if say if it's an hour parking, if you're there for the hour, they can find you. If they come back again an hour later and you're still in the same spot, they can find you again. Oh. So then it just adds up now. So obviously, <laughs> you know, it's one way around it. But Some I, parking fines are ridiculous as well. Like, oh, I got a ridiculous one once for parking too close to a corner. It's two hundred and ninety dollars. Yeah,
1: that was my first day at high Tech. I had that. I think I had my back wheel was actually parallel to a double double line. I didn't ever yeah. realize it. Yeah, and I got stung for about three hundred bucks for that. So it's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. We had a young apprentice. He didn't realise it was a disabled parking spot. Like, he didn't see the sign because it was covered by the tree. He parked in the spot. It was a $500 fine. Yeah. He goes, I didn't even realise it was. Like, he goes, that's like my week's wage. Gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, Imagine noodles this week.
0: Yeah. So, Poor bugger. But yeah. He was, he was like, I didn't realise it was. Like, he felt he was bad, obviously, because he parked there. But, yeah. That's crazy. One of those things. Hey, did you um, catch that photo that
1: was floating around of that scalar shingle bag?
0: I did, yeah, I did. Not my wow. cup of tea. <laughs> I did have a double
1: look. Kind of looked like a ball bag, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I thought too.
0: I was like, "Is this a G up?" And then I saw it moving. I was like, "Yeah." I mean, I I hear hear a lot of things about the scaleless animals having issues and stuff like that, but um, but yeah, I mean,
1: it was a um. Yeah, definitely not my cup of tea either. Like uh, I've never been into scaleless reptiles. I think scales are what kind of makes a reptile personally. Um, but, you know, if you're into morphs and stuff like that, then yeah, there's plenty exactly. of people that might be interested in that sort of stuff. Um, but the one thing that got me though is like out of everything, like a shingleback is so well-renowned for scales.
0: Yeah. Like that's it what makes it a shingleback. So yeah. I remember seeing it going, "What that? what is it? Like, and I thought it was fake at first. Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a video, and I was like, oh, I was like, I did, it just looked, yeah, it, <laughs> it looked like a ball bag, like you said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit ruthless, but uh, yeah, I know that's I what it like, did look
0: what, like. What is it? Like I, I I like a lot of the color morphs on like the blue tongues and stuff like that. Like, oh that yeah, kind of stuff. But um,
1: there's some awesome paint jobs out there.
0: But yeah, I don't know. But I mean, even like the scaleless adders and stuff like that, like they looked a little bit. They still looked odd, but not as odd as a scaleless shingleback.
1: Yeah, it just looks so so bizarre.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think almost, of what
1: it actually looks like, but
0: a sea cucumber with
1: legs—that's <laughs> like my worst nightmare, man. Like out of any animal on this with this planet, sea cucumbers get me. I can't stand. Oh, really? Them. Yeah, can't stand them. They are literally a walking turd. It's just. <laughs> I went snorkeling in Fiji a few years ago, and I felt like vomiting in my snorkel like the whole time because it's just like these one meter sea cucumbers everywhere. Yeah, I can't even touch them at work. Like if somebody yeah. goes, "I want that sea cucumber," I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go grab somebody else." Like <laughs>
0: I'm not touching that thing. They weird me out. I don't know. Yeah, no, I saw. I mean, it just looked a bit different, but I don't know. they not everyone's cup of tea, so. You know, yeah, it just looked. Its head looks odd. That head... it's because you can see the ears
1: and stuff so easily. Because usually the heads look a lot bigger because they've got those big shingles and stuff all over yeah, them. I think that's odd, what it yeah. is. It almost oh, yeah. looks a bit more like a blue tongue head, but with like a gigantic
0: ear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just it almost looks like um, I can't remember. Like something's burnt, maybe. Looks like, like yeah, I don't know.
1: It does. Yeah, it looks like yeah. it's been thrown in the fire for a bit and then come back out. Like it's got like some like wrinkly skin and so it looks yeah. like it's melted
0: almost. Yeah. Weird but, critter. Yeah, I mean. But, I mean, these things happen, right? That's, yeah, exactly. That's, what I mean. That's where all the morphs pop out of anyway, all, you know, random stuff. So, But it, yeah. it's,
1: it's really common to hear about like color mutation morphs and stuff. But then when you're talking about scalation morphs, like they're Few and far between, like you hear, you know, you got the adder, you got
0: the um corn snakes in America and stuff, I
1: believe. yeah. Corn snakes in America, um, the bearded dragons as well with the silky silk backs and yeah, stuff, yeah.
0: That's right, yeah. I forgot about the beardies, but yeah. see, I think they look a bit different because they're not they don't look as old as scalar snakes and obviously the shingleback. Because obviously, I think the shingleback got me more than anything just because, yeah of that definition
1: of their scales usually have. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, when I first started at high tech, the the previous guy that worked there, he had he had silk backs and stuff there. And as soon as I started working with them, I'm like, I'm never working with these things again. Like I'm not going to sell these to, to kids and stuff like that. Like it just doesn't seem like a robust animal to me. Um, you know, they were constantly having to get bathed and shed pulled off them and all sorts of stuff. Like they just weren't, yeah. I don't know if it was just the ones that were there. Or whether there's better strains of them out
0: there or something like
1: that. But the ones that I was working with are pretty horrendous. I mean, people in the US
0: bath their beardies every day. So,
1: you know, they've got that in the wild, mate. Yeah. And those are right. hammocks, plush couches. Yeah. Beardy painted hammocks, toenails. Yeah. Collars. That photo that Matt took of that bearded dragon on the hammock in like a bush, in the middle of Australia, in the middle of the bush. Oh man, yeah,
0: that was a good geo. No, I haven't really been. I've been on Instagram a bit. But I haven't really been on Facebook too much, but um, I just love looking at like some of the talented photographers out there. Yeah, and like, and obviously because I've got that diffuser now, I've just been on a rabbit hole of um, um, macro like wide-angle macro herp shots, like, you know, capturing the um, the habitat as well as the animal. Like Ross's stuff, essentially. Yeah. 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 So, I've just been on a rabbit hole just flicking through Instagram, looking at all the pictures and stuff and just like there's some absolutely awesome photographers out there all around the world too. Like, you know, that's, that's the joys of social media is you can see That's what I like about Instagram too. There's not like, you know, there's none of that crapping on on comments or there there can be, but not like Facebook, you know, like you don't actually see the comments, like you just see the picture. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm really starting to get into frogs is because obviously there's so many awesome pictures of frogs. (laughs) Frogs are, I I think frogs are really
1: good to photograph as well, to be honest. Yeah more often than not they tend to st-
0: sit really well for you yeah i think that's the, some of my favorite shots are a lapids like wide angle mm. close ups of a lapids like adam Bryce. Um, oh, he kills it oh man like i wouldn't have the balls to get that close i was like in my in my head the other like the other night i was i was racking my brain trying to think you know how I could make some type of tripod or something that's like handheld that I could get close enough and low enough with a remote control and take pictures. Yeah. Of because obviously I wouldn't trust myself that close. But um, yeah, that those are lapid shots like are awesome.
1: Yeah, they're pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
1: But um I don't I don't can't remember if we already touched on this or not. Um <clears throat> but Luke's water python shots?
0: Yeah. That was so good. The he video got, was it nailed, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. He got <laughs> smashed.
0: Well, he's got the same diffuser, so that diffuser in that video is the one I got. So I think he actually <laughs> recommended it to me. It was Luke. So yeah, um,
1: yeah, that video where he's kind of like the water pythons just hitting the diffuser a couple of times, yeah, and he's just going, "Okay, all right, yeah, calm down" yeah. or whatever he was saying to it. That was so gold.
0: But the shots he's actually pretty- turned out really well. Yeah, his, his photography is coming leaps and bounds since because he's only started quite recently, I believe. But um,
1: we just need to get things. out there, mate.
0: We need to exactly. stop talking about it and start doing it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're just locked down at the moment. So we will start to open up a bit soon.
1: Yeah, they're talking within the month or, the, or yeah. about
0: a month. So maybe we should
1: start making some rough arrangements, rough ideas because, you know, Spring's the best time, yeah. Really, you know, yeah. things are starting to want to go and move around and breed and all, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to go and see some stuff.
0: Yeah, you should be able to go anywhere, even locally. Like, there'd be stuff, there's stuff I want to see locally as well. What would you find? What do you want to find locally? Everything, <laughs> <Literally> <laughs> everything.
1: Um, yeah, so apart
0: from the broad tails under your house, what else do you yeah. want to see? I want to see some bandy bandies. Oh, that's easy yeah, see I've never seen one in the wild so um, I want to see some death adders yeah, um, yeah pretty much everything eh? like I haven't done too much herping so yeah so whatever you like see is going to be pretty done. exciting pretty much, yeah especially now that I've got the like the, the camera set up and everything so you know so everything I see will be exciting Basically, I'll, That's yeah, good, though. Much, I've seen wild diamonds and stuff like that, but, you know, I haven't actually photographed them, so... Yeah. Okay. It's that next element, you know, because that's... Yeah. You found it, but now you need to try to get a good photo of it sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. So, even if I've got a half decent one, then I'll always be, I want a better one, like this and that, but, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, pretty much everything. I'll just... I'll be like a kid in a candy store with whatever I find. Yeah, see, I... I like. I'm excited to try to herp
1: somewhere different, even if yeah. it is more locally, just because I love my spot. Don't get me wrong. Love but my spot. you've done it heaps. Yeah. yeah. Like I've done it for like the last five years, like yeah. pretty solidly every year. And I haven't really ventured too far from there. Or if I have ventured from there, it's been like a hell of a lot long way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would be pretty pretty damn keen to get out to Western New South Wales, I think just yeah. i think that i think like the adventure of getting to a place as well is like half the fun
0: yeah exactly The bit of the road trip and stuff like that so yeah
1: yeah and like something like that you could always stop at a few different places you know you could always stop in at like orange and there's some like awesome creeks and stuff like that around near orange and you know you go out to, to dubbo and then out to burke and you know stop at a few places along the way if you did want to take like a week to do it or whatever you can kind of camp out in a few different joints or whatever and yeah exactly do a bit of an explore um, but yeah I think like most local species I think if I was going to pick a local species when I say local local to kind of this area-ish ish um, I need to see a broadhead I'd like to see a broadhead
0: yeah same
1: so I think I have to come up your way really to yeah try to there's a few it. good
0: spots up my way for them so
1: yeah yeah but that's that's an animal that I've I've never found. I don't think I've seen a live tiger snake. No, I haven't seen a live tiger snake while out. Heath monitor, Heath monitor. Oh, we we get them locally, but that's like the bane of my existence locally. It's yeah. I always find them dead, or or everybody else finds them. Or at your grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, that was really brutal. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm pretty much down for whatever. So. Yeah, we'll have to get a couple of practice runs, I reckon, under
0: the belt. Maybe, yeah, then, and then... I, I did a little bit of herping, obviously years ago, around like Summersby Falls and stuff like that. But there's not too much. I found a couple of diamonds and water pythons, and got an awesome picture of a hatch. found a water python at Summersby Falls. Not water python, let say water dragon.
1: Oh, <laughs> one day I, I pulled a... you up on that. Otherwise, yeah, somebody exactly. else would have. <laughs> would have oh,
0: what? What are they doing there? But um, yeah, yeah, old mate, down the road, just let him loose. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, yeah, that's pretty much. But back. When I was, Obviously, my mate kept snakes, but he wasn't really into herping. He just had like one snake, so I didn't really have anyone to herp with. So yeah, it's kind of just you know go for a walk by yourself, kind of thing. Uh, so. What was sp- <laughs> this? Is just what kind of jogged my
1: memory about something. But have you ever heard of like any weird reptiles getting released where you are?
0: Not really up here. No, I've I've seen the odd, not so much released, but like. There's been a few um, mixed carpets found. Yeah. But that's kind of it really. But they yeah. usually get collected and, you know, put on like a lost and found page or something like that or get taken to a reptile care or something like that. But as for like odd species, no. There was a rumor going around that the, there was an alligator in the, where the old reptile park used to be. There's a creek that runs along there. Yeah, so There was like an old alligator that got let out, but obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> but that was pretty much it.
1: So uh, this is probably going back, I want to say, seven years or something ago. Um, I used to work in Chroma, and there was actually a crocodile released in like this small pond that was down I there. I heard about that. Yeah, it was only like, I want to say it was like a metre long croc or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, there's like this kind of industrial area where there was like this little fountain kind of thing at the front of one of these industrial complexes. Yeah. And, yeah, the, there was this croc just sitting in there basking. Don't know who dumped it or who did what, but, yeah, somebody decided to get rid of a pet. That's a,
0: that's that about as that weird was, as it
1: gets. Was that the one that was
0: stolen from the reptile
1: park or something? I don't know. I mean, very well could have been. I'm, I'm not 100% sure.
0: Someone broke into the reptile park and stole something and then it got Released or found? Maybe, maybe they just found it or something. I think, but that was that was probably yeah, probably about f- six years ago. Maybe I think. Yeah, well,
1: very well could have been. Yeah, but yeah. It's just a, I just remember that because I was like, man, I used to ride my bike past there every day, and I could have. I think I know
0: which one you're talking about because I did a bit of work down there. Yeah. In that industrial complex, like the that whole big industrial estate at the back there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was near like that set of shops at the bottom of the hill.
0: Yeah, there's a school and stuff there as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a little croc, croc release there.
1: It's funny stuff that you hear, hey, like, I, had a, I don't know if I've told you this story, but I had a guy come into work. Oh, this has got to be a couple of years ago now, probably three years ago. And he was after rats. And I was like, yep. you know, just to make a conversation. I was like, oh, what are you feeding? He's like, alligator snapper. It's like, yeah, snapping turtle. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I've got this old guy that comes in that I reckon he's clearly keeping chameleons. You know, like there's just, there's so many stories. And then you get the guys that are like so brazen about showing what exotic animals they've got. They're like, oh, yeah, I've got this rat snake or whatever. And you're just like, man, like, (laughs) I just wish there wasn't this market for it here. You know, like we've got what we've got. You know, surely you can be happy with that, but
0: yeah. yeah. I mean there's always been people that have had corn snakes and like um, like you see the odd picture of like a boa or something like that, like you always see, Oh my mate's mm. mate's mate, mate's got this boa. Yeah. Or whatever. Like they've always you always hear stories of that. But um there's that little that wild population of um corn snakes down in Sydney. Yeah, that's out Castle Hillway or something, I think, yeah. isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Or something. yeah. But um but yeah. Now, there's always stories of, you know, oh, I remember, oh, this bloke I know years ago used to have a corn snake or this and that. Like, yeah, as soon as someone hears you keep reptiles, you hear this story. Of, oh, yeah, my old mate, my mate used to have a corn snake or this person used to have a red tail boa or something like that. Like, you always hear mm. stories of it. But, um, yeah, now, do you know where to get corn snakes? Like, you can't keep corn snakes, mate. We've got awesome stuff you can keep. Just keep them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I'd love to keep some of the stuff. That they can keep overseas, but you know, at the end of the day, we're not allowed to. So it is what it is, for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. Let's just look at the cane
1: toad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's screwed up a whole bunch, didn't it? Yeah. You see them everywhere in Queensland. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, you see them in New South Wales too, north, northern New, northern New South mm-hmm. Wales. So. Where was
1: I? I was in. Catherine. Catherine, I saw a whole whole stack of cane toads when yeah. I was, when I was there. That was pretty disheartening. I didn't see them up through up through like Fog Dam or anything like that, though. I'm sure they're there. I'm I'm sure yeah. I just didn't see them. But yeah, yeah I saw them down at down in Catherine, which was pretty yeah pretty disheartening. But um, yeah, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, Unfortunately, top across that top across the top end. So well, they're into WA now, aren't they? yeah apparently it didn't into near the Kimberley so mm. i've got there's a good book "A uh, cane toad wars right it's a good book uh yeah.
1: is that Rick yes, it Rick is Rick shrine yes. did that Jenny
0: yeah yeah, so that's a good book um but yeah, it is what it is. I guess there's not much we can do about it really, <laughs> unfortunately, no.
1: Nah. I have to read something on that because I know Rick's done a bunch of studies and stuff on those and and yeah, I'd love to know more about it and like just the fact that, you know, when when I was living in Queensland in 2011 or whatever for a brief period of time, like, you know, a good wet night came on and the cantos would just be out in like plague proportions and it was just like the locals just used to go out and, you know, you go and collect them and do whatever and, and get rid of them sort of thing. But, yeah, you know, they kind of say that that's almost not doing yeah. anything, you know, yeah. so. But, yeah, yeah. you're you coming home with a bag of 200 toads and you're going,
0: surely this is doing something. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's good to see some of the native animals are bouncing back and, you know, some yeah. have worked out how to eat cane toads and stuff like that. Like, Yeah, um, flipping them over it- and. Yeah, eating eaten. them from the bottom out, sort of thing. Yeah, instead of the top. there's a magpies or something? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Some some bird, I think, was doing that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Some type of bird, but no, that's good to see. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens when they reach the Kimberley. They're throwing down
1: those cane toad um, sausages or something, weren't they as well? Which were kind of like a a weak mix of like the cane toad poison. So then, like animals would get like a little bit sick off it. But they wouldn't die off it and they'd go, oh, that smells like this. I'm not eating that. That thing
0: made me throw up or or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if that's had any efficacy or anything like that. So, just see. I haven't really read too much up on the Cane Toads recently, so. Well, they haven't been in the news. I think it's become part of day-to-day life with them, unfortunately. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, you see the old one pop up down here and stuff like that. That might have come in on a in a box or something, but yeah, down the south coast they've popped up. Yeah, bit of a shame, really. Yeah, it sure is.
1: So, what's next on the agenda, animal wise? Have you? Well, I know we probably can't talk about one particular group that you might may
0: or may not be getting, but hopefully (laughs) soon. Um, no, not really. Probably just those guys at the moment. Anyway, and then yeah, I don't know what I'm. I'm thinking of doing like a extension on the house and stuff like that. So, um see what happens with that. And if I do that, this shed that I'm in now will move and kind of build a new shed. And I'll make it a little bit more um suitable. Like it's it's good now, but like I want to build a shed, pretty much a little bit bigger. Insulation panels like the whole yard just go all out and just have a night like yeah like the Ipers, yeah exactly yeah it's pretty much dedicated for it not not to that degree but like that size but you know like I've got half a garage here but probably just a little bit bigger than half a garage Um, and obviously I'd have like office and stuff in there as well but Yeah. yeah it's just the list is pretty much still the same I don't think I'll add too many more to it maybe a few more frogs and stuff but that's probably about it You haven't found anybody else kind of lining anything up for you? Haven't really looked, to be honest. Yeah. I don't want to look because if I look, then I'll find them and then I've got to get an enclosure and then I've got to, like, it's, yeah. Just eats into book money. Yeah, exactly. I've been going pretty crazy with the books lately, so. (laughs) But, yeah, so I'll set up what I've got, a couple of extra tanks for the frogs and that coming and stuff like that, but. Yeah, apart from that, yeah, I've still got to build the turtle pond and stuff. So, it's like, I mean, I've still got all that stuff happening. Like, it's all the stuff I've got to do, though. Yeah. So, all takes time. Yeah, unfortunately. But, yeah, no, pretty much my list is still the same. I think I'll just stick with that. I'm I'm happy with that. Larger enclosures. Yeah. For everything. Like, if I get green tree pythons, I'd keep them separate. I wouldn't keep them together, I don't think. so. Yeah, fair um, enough. But I'd, I'd probably keep the roughies together if, when I get roughies. I think. So what makes you want to keep the roughies together and the green tree pythons not? I don't know. Probably more of a, I had a bad experience with green tree pythons that I kept together when I was trying to breed them. Yeah. Like um, obviously came in one night, opened the enclosure and a female just grabbed the male on the head, coiled him up and I was like trying to take him off the branch, got him off eventually, chucked him in the tank, in the tub, turned the water on. That took ages to separate. Like she had him, like she was just gonna eat him, basically. And then, basically, a couple of weeks later, he just kicked the bucket. Yeah, so right. lost a male. Um, but yeah, I I think more so. Yeah, I don't know because they've got a they they have a nighttime. They've got a super strong food response. Yeah, my my ones did, but Might do as well. Yeah, so you know, like. Most of the time I'm out here is over night time anyway, so I don't want to be mucking around and bump the enclosure and that happen. But, ruffies um, have the same feed response, though. Yeah, I know. My ruffies did. Yep. So, I don't my, know. But my I mean, ruffies have tried to eat each other. Yeah, I'd probably even just do the same, I think. Same, even if I had a divider in it. Like, I don't know. I do it's, like the idea of a nice large enclosure, but at the same time.
1: Oh, peace of mind's a good thing, though.
0: Oh, definitely. And like I don't want to have to be pulling snakes out of enclosures to feed them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like that's, you know. I do that with my diamonds.
1: That's one thing that I do like because they, they get pretty food responsive and the two smaller ones, I just have some tubs that I just you know, basically uh, encourage one out with a rat. It comes out, grabs the rat and then I just pop it into a box, encourage the next one out with a rat, pop it in a yeah. box. Then I feed the big girl inside the box. And usually, what I do is I just put the two smaller tubs back into the enclosure for the time being. So then everyone's in there, but they're all
0: eating separately.
1: Eating separately, I don't have to worry about it. Then I might yeah. go to work, or I might, you know, do whatever. Then come back and separate them.
0: You know, yeah.
1: I mean, that's only man, I only feed them like once every three to four weeks, sort of thing. Like they don't get a lot of yeah. food, but they get a big meal when they get a meal. Like the fit snakes.
0: Yeah, and um, that's I'll probably yeah keep them separate anyway, but um just peace of mind, really. That's what it comes down to. Mm. But the way I've got, like, all the enclosure sizes designed is to suit other enclosures down the track. So that's why I've done it all. I've got certain sizes and heights and everything else and then same width, but the higher one can go on top. Yep. So I've kind of based all those around that.
1: That's kind of similar to... In, in a sense to what I've done with some of my enclosures where I've got like a 900 by 1200 on the bottom and then I'll have like a 900 by 600 or something on the on the top yeah. you know just so it's like the same width but lot yeah.
0: smaller enclosure on the top sort of thing yeah and that's yeah that's what I did with all the exoterras too like I had all the same size and the same ones and different heights for to suit the height of the ceiling but yeah that's what I'm planning on doing so yeah I'd love like, and- yeah I'd love to just have a pair. I'd, of green tree pythons, but, uh, yeah, a pair of ruffies. That's probably it for snakes, I think.
1: Part of me almost wants to just have, like, one of everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's nice to have two because then, like, the the you know the little kid that wants to breed the snakes in me wants to yeah. see it's something cool come at out. at the
0: end of the day seeing babies pop out. So.
1: Oh, 100%. Jeez, and, I, I you know, know, if you're already paying for the electricity, why not sort of thing. Yeah. But it'd just be kind of cool to be able to have – you know, one animal in a bigger space, yeah. Knowing that there's no risks or whatever, you know, you can quite happily just feed the snake and walk away
0: or whatever, and not yeah. have to worry about anything. See, I'm a fan of some cohab enclosures too, with different species, but um, obviously it's got to be done right, but yeah, but yeah, that's something I always thought of doing again, but like a huge enclosure and just having multiple different things in there that can go together to a degree that won't. <laughs> necessarily affect each other
1: all right i was listening to um carpets and coffee today that's what it's called yeah carpets and coffee yeah. and um eric and it was just eric and lucas on and they were talking i think lucas was talking about a cohab enclosure where they actually had like this really tall cylindrical style enclosure that was like a, a snapshot of alice springs where they had like a a Bradley or bread lie up the top and then they had a woma python down the bottom I was like, that's a pretty interesting mix. I wouldn't have wouldn't have thought to have done that. Like it kind of makes sense, but you know, at the mm. same time it's you know, what's the stop the waymer actually wanting to try to climb or you know, the Bradley yeah. coming down and
0: Yeah. You know. So I've always wanted to do like like I'm talking like a six foot, no, even bigger, like an eight foot long, like eight foot high. Have like a water section with some turtles like a huge pond and then like have a land area and then like boids in it as well kind of thing um depending on the boys maybe some frogs as well and maybe even size-wise some larger leaf tails yeah like but have it so like you know you had almost like a like the you know the big um the ficus trees they've got all those root systems have like something like that so the leaf tails have got somewhere to sit, sit in and behind during the during the day the boys would be out during the day on the branches doing their thing not so much disturbing the leaf tails obviously the boys go to sleep at night time leaf tails come out but then if you've got frogs in there you've got to watch out for frogs eating depending on the frogs you had in there and how big they were and this and that and turtles eating the frogs Exactly. That's what I'd be taking, worried about. Taking chunks out. Yeah. But even if you had, like, yeah, even Boyds and Leaf Tails. And, like, I know people that have done that, boys and Leaf Tails. Yep. I know people that have done Leaf Tails and Prickly Forest Skinks. Um, yep. That kind of thing.
1: That's actually something that I was thinking about doing only recently, was, you know, kind of getting rid of a couple of enclosures and putting, like, a bigger. A, a bigger enclosure in for like my leaf tails and my forest skinks just to kind of have them yeah. in the one, one tank. It's just an idea that I was running, but um, I was going to say, I've always wanted to do a, a kind of like a turtle tank with something else. So say just yeah, for it's example, like- the, the, the boys and the turtle. And I always kind of thought about doing like almost what looks like a fallen log over the yeah. turtle pond that yeah. has like a, a, a recess cut into it. So you can actually fit like something like a T5 UVB bulb in there. So then it's actually punching good UV on those turtles. Yeah. Um, but it's hidden. It's kind of a bit more discreet sort of thing. So, yeah. and, you, and you'd face it. So you're not really seeing any of the light coming out of it. But the, yeah. you know, obviously the pond would get it. But yeah. I
0: mean, that's just, I'd love yeah, to it's do all something space like that. Like that. Yeah. I'd love to do the same. Maybe if I win the lotto one day. Yeah. <laughs> <Hang> on. <laughs> you might need a bit more of a win than what you got last time yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that wouldn't even buy the
1: enclosure <laughs> but, might buy the electronics if you're lucky Dep- d- d- you really going cover half of that <laughs> depending you what you probably yeah oh yeah 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 you if you went properly if you went the bees' knees and did jungle dawns and stuff all throughout it or something can yeah you know multiple uvV spots and stuff then yeah probably not but yeah, probably that's not. something I've
0: always wanted to do. It's a bit of a cohab, but um, yeah, just never, never really done it. Mm.
1: I was thinking about putting my forest skinks in with my boids in that enclosure. I just think the boids will be just a yeah. bit too food responsive and see something dark. S-
0: especially because they're like both active during the day too, Yeah, so, Yeah. You know, at least with the leaf tails, they're kind of, that skink's probably a little bit too big. Yeah. And if you've got enough ground cover... They're not as quick as, say, the boys boys would be to jump on kind of thing. Well, the Leafies
1: are an ambush predator versus, you know, the boys, which whilst they're ambushed, they're also a bit bit faster on the ground. My guys just love eating off tongs. (laughs) That's great.
0: (laughs) I love it. I finally got my guys to eat a stack of food the other day. I was stoked on that. Oh, my guys have really just started to power down the food. I think they're really starting to get used to this enclosure, so... Like the, when they, they started getting a little bit better in the one I had it in and then when I changed them to this one, they got a bit um, bit funny yeah. again. But um, no, they've, really, they've all kind of got their spots now and, you know, you open the door and they see the cricket box and kind of <laughs> shuffle behind the, the branch. They kind of just wait for you now and they'll take happily take stuff off the tongue. Like, you know, they don't jump to the bottom and jump to the door or anything like that, but they don't try and hide anymore. God. my guys
1: have been doing that they, they see me coming in and all of a sudden I start hearing scratching on the glass and they're yeah. both out there like doing these ones at the glass where they got their hands on the front and <laughs> going like Please, that sir,
0: can I have some more <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: but no I found that um, at the moment they want wood roaches so I'm just like okay you want wood roaches you get wood roaches whatever yeah, you know no, like oh, that's good they, they were smashing crickets and other bits and pieces for, for ages but
0: yeah, I don't I've care feeding crickets I've got some woodies here. You can feed some woodies, earthworms, the odd um, super worm here and there. Yeah. So, just as a treat. But um, no, they seem to be smashing everything, so it's good. Just trying to keep it a bit of a varied diet instead of just crickets the whole time.
1: Yeah, I agree. Right, See, so I use crickets as a bit of a staple for a lot of things, but yeah, then so I try
0: to add I in did. something here and there. Yeah. But I was back when I had most of my geckos, it was just crickets. because either crickets or woodies. Yeah. But I obviously didn't have the woodies here, so it's pretty much just crickets. But, yeah. Uh, that's good. Oh, I'm hoping to um, hoping
1: to reignite my woody colonies once this lockdown's over. I might have to hit up a friend and see if she's got a few spares just because she usually kind of sorts me out with a few bits and pieces here and
0: there. But uh, So I bought yeah. a box of woodies from the pet shop and I've just got them set up in a little tub and that was when I first got the weeds and they're still going <laughs> really like I've got hatchies yeah, like babies everything yeah, that's good yeah so I was, I'm pretty stoked like obviously hopefully it just keeps going and going and going because I'm not feeding them that often so you know I'm not decimating the, the colony yeah so I'm just feeding them larger ones here and there so you know the, the small ones have got time to grow and this and that so yeah it's kind of handy but um, keen to do this frog tank and, Offer some woodies to the. I've got like a, if I chuck woodies in with the frogs now, they'll just get lost in all the leaf litter and that as well. So, um, I, I really think woodies are really good for tong feeding animals. Yes, I agree.
1: Uh, I, like, I used to be very heavy handed on just throwing them into enclosures, and what I found out very quickly is they get out, they make a mess, yep. they end up everywhere, hide behind everything, under everything. Yeah, so it's so easy to just do that, but if you've got a bit of like so. I don't mind doing that with crickets because I feel yeah. like once the crickets, or if the crickets get out, which they do in my place, um, they they tend to just end up carking it, you know, yeah. or they, they don't last too long, sort of thing. Whereas
0: yeah. if the wood roaches get out, they establish, establish a population pretty quickly. Yeah, really quick. But yeah, um, yeah no, that's all I'll do. I just tongue feed the woodies. So it's kind of good. I need to get some more flu on, though. I've actually got a little bit here.
1: I don't need to, need to save for redoing some lips of mine. That got yeah, hard key. to find at one point
0: too, Fluon.
1: Yeah, you might. Well, I mean, I haven't looked to, for... I a,
0: haven't looked for a while, but yeah, I remember I looked at years ago and it was, yeah, everywhere was out of stock. and Like everything, it just goes through a wave, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And F10 was hard to find at one point as well. Uh, it's all over eBay at the moment, mate, so you should be oh, pretty right, safe. There
1: you go.
0: So, yeah to um, order a little uh, water pump too so oh yeah the enclosure just You're gonna do the same as what I did pretty much the exact same yeah yeah I'll see how this background goes but um yeah pretty I, I just like that I like having a little bit of water in there I just think it looks nice something different than um you know because I'll have obviously this other enclosure will almost look similar to this Boyd's Forest enclosure yeah but smaller yeah <laughs> Probably giving people a hint.
1: Hey, um, yo, when you were asking about that foam earlier, did you actually mean the sponge? You remember how you sent me the message yes. asking about the black foam? Yes, you meant sponge, yes. didn't you? Yes, yep. yeah, Aquarium sponge. Yeah, if you were if you, any good aquarium shop, should have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: watched your video you had the other day. Oh, yeah, you read our tree frog one from youngs ago. Just man, that up was my a feed. It's like really? it's, it's like my phone's listening to me.
1: Well, it's good to know that that the algorithms are working somewhat.
0: Yeah. So you can actually, you can actually get it on. I'm pretty
1: sure. Yeah, you can, and you can get it in some decent sizes and decent thicknesses for for reasonable price. You know, if you if you want to wait for it to come from China or something like that, which Mm. might take you a month, but you could order it for for pretty damn cheap. Um, Otherwise, yeah, most aquarium shops should have. Should have it. What we're actually talking about here, just for the listeners at home, is like essentially like a really coarse uh black aquarium sponge, which allows really good water penetration, but it kind of allows you to build up a bit of a land area. Um, you know, to have some logs and and
0: yeah. leaf litter and stuff like that on. Almost like egg, like the egg crate does with fly screen. But yeah. A little bit yeah, it gives your plants something to root into as well.
1: And I found that really worked well in this particular enclosure. That I think's inspired Jason to to try the same sort of thing is because the umbrella plant that I got, that thing's absolutely thriving in there, like it's yeah. going mental. So, it's um, did your palm do all right? Palm's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, as long as you don't get like the, I don't know what the technical term is, but as long as it's the roots that are in the water and not like the base of the, the plant, plant the, yeah. Then it's not so bad. Whereas I don't think the umbrella plant cared at all.
0: No.
1: Like That's, yeah, you said,
0: yeah, that thing was mental. So. It yeah, definitely needs a haircut. Yeah. But um, okay. yeah. No, I'm, I'm keen. I just, I don't know, I like something about the water. Uh, you know, you find frogs around water. So. That makes sense, right? Something different, yeah. Like, you keep, yeah, because I kept everything else kind of similar. I'll tell you what, though. This um, ficus that I put in this void and the palm I put in there are going nuts. Really? Like the amount of growth I've got on these now is insane. So what do you put that down to? Do you put that down to the light or do you
1: put that down to the um, special, uh, special know, speak, soil? Yeah,
0: the special soil. Um, I reckon both. That I'm struggling to keep the two ferns down the bottom alive. So I'm going to say it's obviously the soil's good, but the light as well. Yeah, okay because obviously there's not much light getting down the base. Um, is that just because the other plants are blocking it out? Yeah, say, yeah. so where the light is, the two plants are blocking out the light down to the bottom. Yeah, okay. So I'll have to um, re-evaluate what I put down the base of the enclosure. Some type of moss might do all right in some of the areas down there. But um, one of the boys keeps dimming the bloody light, so I've got to change it I've got the lights mounted. I came in the other day and it was like... Sunrise. So. <laughs> Just that's his favorite spot. It is. It's funny. Oh, he two feet in the tail. <laughs> so.
1: It'd probably be pretty yeah. nice for him to, you know, sit on something a little
0: bit warmer too, you know, if they didn't yeah. want that
1: little bit of residual heat.
0: So I'll probably um, do what I've got in this other enclosure, cut a little vent in the top, and put um, mesh in it and sit it all in mesh rather than inside the enclosure.
1: Yeah, that'd but, be um, cool
0: that's another day, another day job yeah i'll finish off this other enclosure but i'm um, not yeah the lights i like those um those lights the, they are a nice light yeah there's, there's so many good lights coming out in the market lately too for um plants i've noticed i saw i was on a um bioactive page the other day and there's a new light coming out i don't know if it's coming in australia I might have been in america but um yeah, it's new lot like LEDs coming out the front and center for plants so it's good yeah, it's
1: it, it is a crazy world that we're living in reptile wise at the moment and it's just it's so funny to see this massive shift into everybody wanting to do you know a bit more natural enclosures and and trying out new technologies and things like that just to try to improve the animal welfare or or tinker around with it and see if they can do things differently it's yeah it's pretty crazy you know it's even like, as I was saying, I was listening to that episode with um, Eric and Lucas, and you know, Eric's talking about using the infrared. You, I, don't know, I don't know the brand he was using, if they were the Arcadia ones or, or whatever, the, the deep heat projectors above his Diamond Pythons and how much his Diamonds were loving those versus the incandescent
0: yeah. bulbs or whatever he was using before. Yeah, I'm thinking of if like a uh, Ruffy's using those. I've heard some pretty good things about those. those yeah, well, I mean, um, Matt uses them almost exclusively, doesn't he? Yeah, I still like the old um, heat panels, the Habster, not the Habster. You can't find them anywhere though. Yeah. But um, I'd be interested to see how they compare.
1: Yeah, I've actually approached, I think, two or three different suppliers about those heat panels and go, and I've said, you know, you've you've got to build these. like People will buy them. Yeah. Might not be as much as your little common incandescent light globe, but... You know, people yeah. still want to buy these things, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can't find them anyway.
1: I've got one spare one kicking around in a box, and I'm like, oh, I'm saving you for a rainy day build. You know, like, I yeah. know it's coming at some stage. If it's in a year or two, it doesn't matter, but,
0: yeah. you know, they're good. Yeah, I had a bunch in my green sheep ice enclosures. They're still in the same enclosures, but... um mate's got those enclosures so um yeah you can't buy them anyway I even hit up the people in America that make them and they just don't seem like there's no interest for them to make them for Australia yeah. so I don't know what the go is whether it's just too much of a pain I know you can buy the ones from America and then get a transformer like a step up transformer for one step down sorry step down from 240 down to 110 you can use their ones but just a waste Waste of, um, you know, pointless running a step down transformer and all this and that, like it's all wasted electricity, I suppose. So it's heating, but you know, it's wasted electricity as well. (laughs) But, um, yeah, yeah, I've already had my first electricity bill
1: (laughs) shock. (laughs) No, it wasn't a shock. Um, yeah, I mean, it was only I think it was only like a month or something that they charged me for this one, but. It's less than what I thought it was going to be. But in saying that, I still don't have half the stuff there. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit yeah. bigger, especially now Loki's enclosure is going in
0: and, and the reef tank. And what I did bits. was just worked out how much my quarterly bill was roughly on average for every whatever it was, divided it by like whatever, the, how many weeks it was and just paid like that amount every week. Yeah. To, the Energy Australia... And then if it was more, I just, you know, you weren't getting like a $400 bill, $500 bill, $600 bill. You're only getting like, might have been 50 or it might have been 100 Or, you know, if, if we didn't use much power, I was in credit like $200 or something like that. Yeah. So, then the next bill comes and if it was a bigger one, like it might have even been zero. Yeah. So, that's a, that's the best way I found to deal with a power bill.
1: Well, that's what we're pretty much doing for everything because we've kind of yes, got like what a what bit I'm of into. a bit of a budget and we know like what's coming out when or whatever so you know essentially i'm paying the mortgage and i'm doing mortgage strata gas and rates yeah and then wife's doing like all the other little bits and pieces but we have we've got like a a a breakdown so you know every week regardless we put away x amount for for electricity or gas or whatever so then at least when it comes around to it it's like oh the money's there sweet just yeah. chuck it across. Yeah. So okay. I just
0: paid like direct to the BPAY or whatever it was every week. So, I didn't even have the money sitting in the bank account. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Like I did that with all my bills. Just handy.
1: Oh, it's in a joint bank account, but I just don't touch that one. Like I... Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm pretty good at that because otherwise I'd have like
1: a full... Wall of Kimberley Rock monitors behind me right now.
0: Well, that's why I do the (laughs) BP. Otherwise, if the money's sitting in the bank, the money's in the bank. (laughs) Yeah, and that bookshelf would be bigger. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, sometimes it's just easier that way, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But anyway, people don't want probably don't want to hear us waffle on about bills. So (laughs) I think we've just been waffling Mm -hmm. all night, mate. Pretty much. Might wrap it up, eh? What do you reckon? (laughs) Sounds good to me, dude.
1: All right, guys. We'd like to say a massive thank you to Eric and Owen and the rest of the NPR crew for having us. If you'd like to contact them, it's best to find them at moreliapythonradio.net and email them at info at moreliapythonradio.net. As far as contacting us in our social media platforms, you can email us at australianherptoculture at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Make sure you check out our Teespring store for podcast merch. Link is in the Facebook page. To see more of what Jason is doing, make sure to follow him on Facebook and Instagram at The Gecko Effect. For myself, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and Teespring under Beachy Scaly Beasts. We hope to have you back here next week for another episode of the Australian Hope to Podcast. Good night, guys.